friends, welcome to another episode of Wayam Hola podcast. I'm Elisa, I'm the staff here at Wayam Hola, and I'm so happy to introduce to you this episode in which we had the pleasure and the blessing to have a conversation with Bruce Kuhn. He's the co-founder of Verba Heart, and he spoke to us, he shared with us the heart of Verba Heart and how it started and the amazing opportunity it is for us to share truth by story. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome friends to the Webam Hola podcast. Today we have a really special guest, Bruce Kuhn. He's one of the co-founders of Warba Heart, one of our favorite schools here at Webam Hola. Welcome Bruce. Thanks. Could you uh, tell us who you are? Ah, yes. Uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm an actor by profession. I uh, had a just a normal career for uh, many years in, in the States, but I uh, uh, married a Dutch lady and moved to a North Sea island. And uh, boy, grace of God, I had one-person shows after that, and those were all scripture shows. Mm -hmm. So I would present gospels uh, in the original words mm -hmm. and tell them as an eyewitness, might have told them. And then just seven years ago, uh, I, I uh, uh, met a man named Paul Childers, who is this uh, YWAM crazy guy, <laughs> and uh, we started this YWAM school, and it's terrific. Yeah. Wow, really cool. So, you basically described word by heart. Ah. <laughs> like one man show, uh, telling scripture word by word, yeah. as an eyewitness. It's really... I mean, this uh, course that we give, this three-month word by heart course, is not uh, training theater things. It's more like eyewitness accounts. And most of the students won't do a full hour and a half. They'll maybe do 10 minutes or 20 minutes and their audiences may be two or three people. But it's just, uh, it's trying to replicate the eyewitness accounting that happened in the time of Jesus. So how did you uh, individually like get this idea of giving those, this man, these one man shows and being like an eyewitness? Oh, well, I mean, a long time ago, a British actor named Alec McCowan uh, memorized the complete Gospel of Mark. And he wasn't a Christian, took it to Broadway. It was a hit, huge hit. He almost won a Tony Award. And I was a young actor at a theater in the Midwest, and they thought they could earn money from the Bible. <laughs> so they said, here, and handed me Luke's Gospel. And that was years and years, and I kept doing it off and on. But then... Uh, I started touring full-time with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship mm. uh, in the States. Uh, uh, and they had, you know, uh, I would do two or three universities a week just presenting the gospel as an eyewitness. So that's how it started, but it always as a theater production. But that's not what we do in Word by Heart. We, we try to get more, even more back to the sense of a person who really saw these things happen yesterday or the day before. And how would that sound mm. in their own language? Yeah. And I have a question. You mentioned Paul. Like, how did this happen when you two met? Ha, yeah. Well, Paul Childers uh, got this notion that he had to memorize the New Testament and he had memorized the Gospel of Mark. But uh, his audience, he was losing their attention after 20 minutes. And he was really <laughs> distressed by this, of course, all the work he put into it. And he thought he needed theater tips. So a friend of mutual friend of ours put us in touch and it was like, no, actually, it isn't tips. You've done it uh, incorrectly. You've memorized words instead of events and images. Mm -hmm. 
So we kind of have to start fresh because mm-hmm. uh, it sounds memorized right now. It sounds like instead of a living memory. So that's a whole process of how do we replicate what the brain does naturally when we storytell mm. of events that we saw happening. That's what the eyewitnesses did. Can we replicate that? Yeah, we can actually. Yes, and so how did this Y1, like what Paul brought, this Y1, how to say, uh, point of view, yeah, idea, well, Paul, vision? Paul originally wanted to do a memorizing school, you know? And it's like, I'm not interested in a memorizing, but I'm interested in eyewitness accounting, storytelling. So we got together, and, and, and YWAM is this great organization that says, we don't have any money, but if you want to do something, ha! <laughs> You're welcome to take a shot at it. <laughs> and it was, and I'd worked with, you know, youth ministries and a seminary situation. And they're like, oh, we love what you do. But, you know, if you want to work at an academic centru- uh, seminary, you need a PhD. And it's like, well, do I want to do that? But why would I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> as long as money isn't an issue, help yourself. And it's been amazing. People get fired up about who Jesus is. And how we can know him through what he did in these story in these stories, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's just spreading all over the place. It's great. Yes. Mm. So, how was it then to move from theater to eyewitness? Oh yeah, well, it's a different medium. It turns out theater is. Uh, Pretending to be another person, that you're in another place. And everyone, they call it suspending belief. When you go in a theater and you go, we know these are actors, but they're doing it so well that we can suspend belief and go into their world and it's great. And it's what happens when we see movies and stuff. We know they're actors, but, you know, we suspend belief. But with Iowa Discounting, we don't want people to suspend belief. We want them to believe. Ha! No, this is real. We're not pretending. We're not actors. We're not doing theater. We're not doing fairy stories. No. This guy named Jesus put his hand on a corpse. He talked to the corpse. Okay? He said to this corpse, young man, I say to you, rise up. And the corpse wasn't a corpse anymore. And it wasn't a zombie. It was like the life came back in the kid. And this really happened. Or Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus too. This was I was talking about the woman, at, uh, the widow's son at Nain. Yeah, yeah. But Lazarus, he just he didn't even touch the corpse there. He just says, "Hey, Lazarus, go on out." It's like wah. Four days later, yeah, crazy. But it it really did happen. So yeah. So how did those people who were there tell their friends? No, no. I mean, it's shocking, but this really did happen. I mean, that's how faith got spread around. Yeah. Well, we have here at Guayamola had this exercise um, pretending that we're aunties who are gossiping. Oh. Or like we say in Spanish, chisme. Great. So we go around with bread and uh-huh. coffee and we take turns and tell the story as if we were Perfect. our aunties. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it's, brilliant about it. it's so funny. It's like, And then it helps us to really get into that idea. And also click into this honesty, authenticity thing. Uh, we tell people we don't dramatize scripture. We tell stories that really happened. And there's a there's a difference there. There's a, I see when people get that, there's a shift. There's a mind shift. Of, oh my goodness, you're right. This really did happen. 
So if emotions come up, fine. But actors have to produce emotions. Mm -hmm. I told you this. Uh, if I have to do a show eight times a week, which is normal, at 7.32, I better have a tear trickling down or my eyes get moist. And, and as an actor, I go through all this mental gymnastics to do that at 7.32. But that's not storytelling. Storytelling, if emotion comes, it comes. If it doesn't, I mean, you're telling something that happened to an audience. Yeah, okay. Whether it's two people or 200. Yeah, it's like, what's your favorite um, testimony or story about when you told someone? Right, okay. Well, here's stories. a favorite. So I'm, I was uh, touring around universities, uh, secular, uh, non-Christian universities in the States, and I do these drama workshops with the drama students, and this woman came up to class and said, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the president of the LGBT uh, chapter on campus, and I don't have much good experience with Christians, but... I will come to your show tonight. And I said, wow, uh, sorry about your bad experiences, but thanks. And after the show, she came up to me and said, Bruce, Jesus is amazing. It's like, yeah. I don't know if she ever became a Christian. I hope so. But she got it, who this guy is. And she heard a whole gospel from birth to resurrection. So she, she got the good news. So that's my job. And I had to leave for another campus the next day, unfortunately. So, oh. yeah. But this is, you planted the seed. That's the hope. And when we get to heaven, I'll find out if anything came of it. Ha! <laughs> like, yeah, it will but, be amazing to see every person that we've told the story. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, everyone. Hopefully. But it's like, it's free will. You can offer love to someone. They get to turn you down. It's like kind of sad. If I had my way, everyone would love me. <laughs> But they don't, I've noticed. Yes, a lot of people turn me down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, God gave us that free will. And unfortunately, he lets us use it on him. We can reject mm -hmm. him. Frightening. That yeah. freedom. Yes, I, I have experienced that. Also, like some people are very, yeah, yeah, tell me the story. And they get all teary-eyed. Or they're like... It's like, oh, that was really amazing. Some are like, oh, yeah, tell the story to another person who will care. Right, But right. But yeah. not in a bad way. And then there's people who have insulted me. It was like really telling me stuff that really hurt. And I was like, oh. And, like, and Jesus got that too. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Monty Python, but <laughs> that's sort of the cheese makers. I'm sure he meant all makers of dairy products. And there are people who stand far enough away that they can't understand what Jesus is saying, even if he was right there. And they're going to misinterpret it. It's like they're very happy to misinterpret it. It's like, you know, I was in the theater for years and I was surrounded by people. I like my lifestyle. I don't want to change. You know, it's like drinking problem. I drink, I fall down, no problem. It's like, well, I hope you wake up to your problem someday. You really need God. Yeah. But I can't force you and I don't want to force you. And it's not about forcing. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was remembering about, I heard this podcast and I read about the prophets and saying no one wanted to hear their message. Not even they wanted huh. to tell the message. Jeremiah saying, it burns me inside this right. message, but I have to say it yeah. because it's God's word. And it was the Bible project. They called them uh, God's lawyers. Wow. Because they give God's message and they see to his, um, to his, how do you say, um, They, they see that God's 
covenants, God's like agreements are done. Yeah. And so they yeah. go to people of Israel and say, Scary hey, stuff. what you've done is wrong. Yep, I'm glad I wasn't a prophet. Wow. <laughs> but like, I feel when we shared the word of God, we were being prophets. Ah, well, that's a notion. I mean, yeah. I mean, prophets back then, uh, they had these special powers to see people's hearts and even predict the future and stuff. And boy, they heard direct from God. So, I mean, Christians who say to me, God said to me, yeah. that they're kind of scary sorts. You but know. we have the Bible, so the Bible is the word of God. There you go. If we, there you go. we stick so to it. So if you want to call me a prophet, terrific. Wow. Okay. Yeah, in this way, we're, we're doing prophetic work. I'll I'll go with that. That sounds good. And yeah, but then it also comes with that. But some people are not going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. But the one of the good parts of this is like, people say to me, who wrote this stuff? It's like, <laughs> not me. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, I don't think Jesus, you know, did Jesus really say that? It's like, look it up. It's right there. These I didn't make this up. These are eyewitness accounts. So there's a joy in that. And it's not my paraphrase either. These are my words. You know, I'm just, I just get to relate them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really fun work and good and lots of creativity. I mean, how would he say things? We don't know. It's just, we have printed word. We have to make that part up. And if people disagree, all the, I mean, my favorite after performance sentence is, oh, I don't think Jesus said it like that. <laughs> it's like, cool. How do you think he said it? Because we don't really know, do we? Well, it just makes me think about what you said about the rabbis, that they make, they say questions. Just That's to, how they teach people, with questions. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of questioning people. Well, I said it this way. How would you look at it? And then it makes people look at the, look at the Bible yeah. and try to figure or to have a conversation with God about it. So it's like um, giving space for people to have their own moments where the Holy Spirit will reveal to them Scripture in a very personal way. Well, I think that's, yeah, absolutely true. Jesus spent a lot of time creating spaces for questions. In fact, after the, the sower the seed, some people came up to him and said, well, what is this? Could you? And he said, to you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God because you, you came around and asked questions. But unto those who choose to stand outside, they just get riddle stories. Mm -hmm. So that seeing, they might not see. And hearing, they might not understand. Scary stuff. So yeah, ask questions, challenge. Get to know, how do you get to know a person unless you ask questions of them? Yes, yeah, here I feel in, well, in my culture, um, I was, when I ask questions sometimes, I would say like, oh, that's obvious, how can you ask this question? They didn't like questions because they thought it was like a defiance. Oh, huh, well, yeah, Just yeah, like and there are folks that would rather you not ask questions, ha, but, yeah. Be careful of those folks, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like there are lots of people who want to control you and they'll use religion or politics or whatever, you know, to say, no, you do what I want. But that wasn't Jesus. Well, yeah. Totally. It makes you really think about it and really see the person that he is. Yeah. Now he was on earth. Like he's still the same person. Yeah, and we don't get to invent this stuff. You know, God is very clear. Look, the, the, the old God, Malach, demanded sacrifices of living babies thrown in the fire. And God said, don't call me Malach. <laughs> That's not me. There's truth here to be found, but you don't get to make this up. 
I mean, there's a lot of freedom, but yeah, you don't get to invent this stuff. But I'll let you find the reality if you look for it. Yes, so rich. And I'm thinking of asking you, how how has it changed the way you tell stories? When you've been like, how many schools have you taught in, or you know, uh, coached? How many people have you coached? Oh, I've lost complete track. And how many languages and cultures? And it's been great. And learning stuff, and and how I've changed. I mean. Just all the different interpretations. I mean, this, oh, this one time years ago, this pastor came up to me after a performance and said, you know, when Jesus is on the cross and he says, to you, I give my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. You know, his last words on the cross. And I'm, I'm thinking of all the suffering and the pain he's going through. And this pastor said, do you think maybe he was saying, Daddy, I'm coming home. Oh. It's over. Thank goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's so much better. I mean, it changed the whole way I said it. It was like there was joy in it in the midst of the pain now. And it's like, wow, was that different? So, man, I've grown all these years. And, yeah, and it's radically... People ask me, how has it changed your life? And it's like, it's more than just showing up at uh, inconvenient times. (laughs) You know, you're walking around the streets of New York and you get this verse, give unto every man that asketh of thee. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. So you hand out bananas and bagels. Okay. But this is the ground that I grow out of. What's the story? What's the reality about God? Jesus knew. Can I know him better? Yeah, actually I can. And who I married and how I've raised my kids, everything is affected by this relationship. Yes, I really like how you said um, in the morning with us that you told us that if you want to know a person, you have to see his actions. Yeah, how they how they act. That's what tells us who they really are. I mean, politicians can say, well, blah, 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 blah. But if their actions are completely different than what they've said, it's like, okay, now we understand who you really are. Yeah, and Jesus even said it. I remember uh, one of the stories says that, well, I tell you that I don't do that. The son doesn't do anything by his own account. Right. He does only what he sees his father do. Yep. Because what his father does, that's what he, the son does too. And the father loves the son so much that he shows him everything he does. And even bigger things going to show him yeah. that will leave you astounded. Sounds great. That's, yeah, it's like over and over again. He's telling them, I don't do this like my own works. They testify. My favor, like, you yeah. don't believe. You just study scripture. And in that same story, they say, when, how long are you going to keep us in doubt? When are you going to speak clearly and tell us who you are? And his response is, yeah, I've already told you through my actions. You watch what I do, and you would know who I am. But you're not going to know because you're not my sheep. You don't listen to my words. So that's the reason. It's not an issue of clarity. But finally, at the end, he says, all right, you want clarity? Here's clarity. I and the Father are one. Mm. And they pick up stones to throw him. And he says, for what are you, What miracle are you stoning me for? What action of my Father? It's not because of miracles. It's because you claim to be God. And you're just a man. That's why we're going to stone. 
It's like, yeah, they were never looking for clarity. <laughs> no, there's what actions. How do you know people? So, yeah, hearing about Jesus and how he responds to bishops and prostitutes and real people like us and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I really love about the school. Like, I really wanted to have those moments of questioning myself how... When am I like Jesus and when am I like Judas or Peter That's a good or question. all the other characters, Pharisees? When am I, am I like Pilate? Yep. All those, I think we've been, every one of those, you know, when I've seen The Chosen, I used to ask, some, ask someone, hey, who do you think you're more like of the disciples? But then I, ah, I thought, right. no, wait, we've all been one of those yeah, in yeah, our lives. At one moment, we've been all of them. Yep. And hopefully we've been more Jesus. <laughs> like we've been more like that's, Jesus. That's the idea. That'd be nice. Or become yeah. more like him. Yeah. That's what we hope for. That's what we hope for. ¿Cuánto tiempo nos falta? Faltan nueve minutos. Nueve minutos. We have nine minutes. Do you, would you want to share? Story? Oh boy. Uh, sure. I mean, in terms of my story or different stories, whatever. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, this notion of eyewitnessing, how would I really tell it to a friend if I'd seen the next, if I'd seen it the day before? You know, I'd say, so Jesus came into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples were with him, and much people. And as they drew nigh to the gate of the city, there was a dead man being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And when Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said to her, woman, weep not. <laughs> and he came and he touched the beer. And then the poor him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear upon all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him were brought throughout every part of the country round about. And that's how, if I was sitting down with a friend with a cup of coffee, that's, <laughs> I think that's how I'd say it. Really? You know? Yeah. And, you know, this actor stuff, I mean, you know, you, you got a crowd of 200 people, and You know, they've paid 30 bucks a ticket to see. So there's a bit of theatricality, but the heart of it is, no, no, no. This sounds incredible, but no, this really did happen. Mm, what I feel about it, about you, about this, like, I feel that you know that you, your identity is not that you're an actor. That's not who you are. Like, you're trained as actors, so right, you have right. the tools for and it. I, and I do it for a living and stuff, So, but the who you are stuff. That's always get complicated. I mean, I, I lived in the States for years. And actually, just before I got married, I had to give a little talk to the actors group at the church at Redeemer that uh, Tim Keller was at. And I, and I said to them, you know, I, I'm a New Yorker. I'm an actor. I'm this, I'm that. But all, uh, you know, I'm single. I'm a, all that's going to change next month. I'm going to get married. I'm moving to Holland in the <laughs> Netherlands. I don't know if I can be an actor. If I can be an actor, it ain't going to be like auditioning in New York because I won't be able to audition anymore. So who am I? Who am I? I'm a child of God. That really is the core of my identity. Not what I do or 
what language I speak or what culture I associate with. Who am I? Yeah, so basic identity stuff. Yeah, for me that's very like, inspiring to think about it myself. Like how many times how I try to tell a story and try to be like, oh, I'm gonna do it nice because I want to oh, feel good about myself. But right. like, no, I'm not. I'm not an actor. Yeah, and I won't even call myself storyteller. Saying this is something that I want to keep in my heart. And I want to share it with you because I know it's gonna change exactly. your life. And the best of word by heart is when people get out of the way of the words. Mm. The best compliment is, I, I I didn't even see you up there anymore. I just saw what you were talking about. It's like, that's good storytelling. And that's what we witness when people tell us their memories of something that really happened to them. That's the best of it. And that's why faith got generated in the first century, because the eyewitnesses. And he did it on purpose. He did things in public so people would remember them, and they would go, who is this guy? Well, keep looking. Oh, it's like the Samaritan woman at the well that... She goes out to the, to the town and she says, come see the man who told me everything I've ever done. He said, could he be the Christ? Maybe be the Messiah, maybe. And I love that it says that many people, many Samaritans in that town believed because of what the woman told them. And then they invited Jesus to be with them two more days, I think it was, a few days. Yeah. And then they believed even more because of what he said to them. Yep. Personally, yeah, good stuff. So, like, Jesus used the Samaritan woman to like the hook, and they're like, I believe, but then they met Jesus, like, really, like, personally. And that was like the I will say, like, the final step a real relationship with Him. Well, getting to know somebody, yeah, it like, starts off with somebody, I got I gotta tell you about this guy, I've got you've got to meet this person, yeah, really, tell me about him. Well, there's this and that. But there's a difference about when people tell you about someone, you're like, oh yeah, I know all of and that then you person. Talk to them, yeah. Then knowing that person personally and deeply just just blows my mind about how amazing it is to and now we cannot get to the end of it. Like you said about Shakespeare, but that with the word of God it's even deeper. And yep. Shakespeare was a man, but Jesus is God, so There you go. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great to have a conversation with somebody who agrees with everything you say. <laughs> this is terrific. Wow. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, it's very, really amazing. So, do you have any final comment or advice for people who want to learn how to tell the story? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, it's it ain't rocket science, and it's, yeah, don't memorize words. Remem remember memories is the bottom line, but uh, I say people, uh, yeah, uh, doing it alone is really difficult. People are meant to be in community and discovering with each other and different cultures and different, yeah. And it's like, whoa, I was thinking that, but now, oh my goodness, that's the best way to do it with, with another group of people, yeah. Yeah, it's really, I learned a lot from my classmates or the teachers yeah. who've come, everyone. So yes, I'm, we're, I'm very glad that you came to Y1 to help out to grow oh, this. Oh, me too. Wow. And it's going to grow even further. That would be great. But boy, God's business. <laughs> yep. And he's, he's done so shockingly well with growing the kingdom without my ministry. Can you imagine? How could he have gotten by without work by heart all these years? But he's managed somehow. <laughs> well, we're here to rescue, to... Keep on making it better. That'd be great. 
So th thank you so much for being with us, Bruce, and for sure. agreeing to have a chat with us. And to our friends who are listening, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you keep on, yeah, getting to know Jesus further and deeper and never stop. And hopefully we'll have you for even like a seminar of our part or the whole school. Have a great week. God bless you. That was a really cool conversation. I'm really happy that you were able to listen to it and I hope that it has blessed you and you were able to receive the heart of Word by Heart and for you to have a thirst to go deep in the Word of God. Have a blessed week and see you for the next episode.